This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. We delve into some different kind of territory, I think, for our weekend reflections here. I have the writings of an otherwise ancient teacher of the faith, a Julius Palmarius. He was Julianus Palmarius, pardon me. He was a writer of some note who helped preserve the writings of St. Augustine in Western Europe. And his writings were often largely forgotten and misattributed to others up until the Renaissance, when the scholarship began to really reclaim his authorship for himself. And I have for you some of his works on the contemplative life, which we should think, put serious thought into for ourselves. Do we spend enough time in contemplative prayer? Do we spend enough time thinking about the most important things in our lives of faith? Probably not. So we begin this journey, I think, in the time after Pentecost as we sail through the summer months and into the fall months, knowing full well that Advent is not that far away, not really, in the grand scheme of things, and before Advent, it will soon be upon us some of the summer and fall fasting times that we should really consider the contemplative life in all of this. So let us begin working our way through an ancient text called The Contemplative Life by Julianus Palmarius on what the contemplative life is by Julianus Palmarius. The contemplative life in which the intelligent creature, purified from all sin and restored in every part, is destined to see its creator, takes its name from contemplating, that is, seeing. If this is so, that life in which God can be seen is to be regarded as contemplative. But in the present life, replete as it is with woes and mistakes, there is no doubt that God cannot be seen as he is. In the future life, then, which because of this is called contemplative, he is to be seen. And that is right. For if to see God is supreme solid happiness, and if supreme happiness is regarded as the reward of the blessed, and if rewards are not given to those still fighting, but will be given after the triumph to those who have conquered, who does not understand that all the saints will see God in, the, in that everlasting life where they will rejoice without end? There will they rejoice where they will receive their reward. There will they receive their reward where they will triumph over enemies who are not only defeated but annihilated. There will they triumph where they will have no further adversary. But in this life, however hard we struggle, and with the help of the Lord lay low the throngs of enemies that surround us, yet if we do not want to be conquered, we shall never leave off fighting. Nor do battles already manfully fought out make us conquerors who no longer have anything to fear. But the more do the foes renewed attacks harass us. And so, since according to the saying of Holy Scripture, all human life is a trial upon earth, then will the trial end when the fight also ends. Then will the fight end when after this life certain victory follows the fight, so that all soldiers of Christ, who to the end of their present life, aided from on high, untiringly resist their enemies, may, when their worrisome journey in foreign parts has at last ended, reign happy in their homeland. Their human nature will be so restored and so healed of every single infirmity 
that no sin will remain in it, nor will it any longer be able to sin. All this will be its reward once it has been made partaker of the contemplative life. It will behold without satiety the author of its happiness, rejoice in him, obtain from him that for what it has hoped, and remain forever in the state it has attained by holy living. On the nature of this future life. But now what shall I say of the nature of that future life, which one ought rather to believe in than speak of? And yet, so far as I can speak, I should not remain silent merely because I cannot say as much as I wish. Certainly because we believe God to be ineffable, we must not therefore refrain from saying what we can of him. So too speak of that life we should, though much more is believed than is put down in writing. For plainly not so much can be set forth in language as can be embraced by the soul. And the comprehension of the human mind, however profound, remains short of the full greatness of the reality itself. The future life, then, is believed to be happily everlasting, and everlastingly happy, where there is true security, secure tranquility, tranquil happiness, happy eternity, eternal happiness, where there is perfect love, no fear, everlasting day, a blissful freedom of movement, and one spirit in all secure in the contemplation of their God, and in their abiding with him. Where that city, which is the blessed assembly of holy angels and men, shines bright with splendid reward, where everlasting salvation abounds and truth reigns, where no one deceives or is deceived, whence none of the blessed is cast out and whither no evil one is admitted. And this also will happen, we believe, by the just judgment of God, whereby not only a recompense but also a location, the just are separated from the unjust everlastingly that those who are being rewarded will not come to the end of their reward, nor the condemned to the end of their punishment. For incorruptibility and immortality will be given also to the bodies of the condemned, in order that they may not come to the end of a punishment that is eternal, and that their penalty which is endless may not consume them, but punish them. So too the bodies of the just will be endowed with blessed incorruptibility and immortality, that they may abide in glory, and that everlasting glory may abide in them. This judgment which we say will take place between the just and the unjust is the same, we believe, that was instituted between the holy and the unclean angels. For though they had been created without sin and had the happy commission of serving God, some of them, being corrupted of their own free will, did not wish to remain as they had been made. And when in a whirlwind of deadly ego they had risen as enemies against their creator, they were cast from the heights of heaven. These the judgment of God condemned with this punishment, namely, that since they did not wish to persevere when they could, they neither wished nor are able to be restored. For it was in the nature of their transgression that they were struck by the punishment of an irrevocable judgment, and it surely was consonant with a condemnation utterly just that they lost completely the desire and the ability to be reinstated. Just as it was, on the other hand, according to the will of the holy angels, to remain in their high station when the wicked of their own accord fell, and it happened by divine and just judgment, that their desire of remaining with God became the voluntary and happy necessity of abiding with him always. And therefore, because they have never sinned and no longer have the power to sin, having once been made participators in that contemplative life, they behold without satiety the author of their happiness. And since they have been made everlastingly happy by reason of their steadfastness, they are secure in the permanence of their stay. They receive supreme and true joy from divine contemplation, in which they delight without being surfeited. 
tirelessly and lovingly they serve their God, so perfectly happy that they neither desire to become happier, nor can they. And that was the first three chapters of the work of Julianus Palmarius. Again, one of the figures mainly responsible for, in the what would later erroneously be called the Dark Ages, he would be responsible for preserving the writings of St. Augustine in Western Europe. Something we should all be very thankful that he did. Um, I think you get an interesting look there at what salvation is and what the fall of the angels was. And we will continue here in the next month, I think, with what the saints are and what the life of the saints is really truly like. I'm curious what you thought of this, so let me know in the comments, please, and uh, like and subscribe if you haven't. It certainly helps, as does sharing this on social media. That helps a lot, too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.